15 to 20 hours on zoom in the last two days <laughs> i unmute myself read my question quickly mute myself and then fart welcome to the podcast this is uh, episode nine you know hopefully we'll uh, actually play hockey again before long maybe yeah i don't want to you know jinx it but this vaccine business seems uh, at least optimistic i'm going to prematurely sign up for like the summer 2021 season just to be ready Mm -hmm. and then hope that that happens that sounds like a good hope yeah i mean like star wars (laughs) or obama (laughs) so yes here we are episode nine handsome hockey podcast you will never hear the first eight episodes unless we fall desperate on content i am jake i am here with evan today Say hi, Evan. Hey, it's <laughs> nice to be here. Nice to be inside on a rainy night in Portland. Yeah, it's terrible outside. The cold is starting to kind of get to me more than, you know, I want it to. <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't be a deal for us Midwestern no. boys who, like, grew up in the worst winters ever. Right, yeah. I used to walk in, like, Birkenstocks in January, you know, from yeah. the last high school parking lot to school. Yeah, because you could, because we were tough. <laughs> or just stupid. According to, and we'll edit this out, but I just want to say, according to Candace Owens, we are apparently not manly men. So we need more manly men in this world we're, we're, to satisfy Candace Owens. <laughs> man! Yeah, man. like, what, what does that mean? I need more chest hair? Like, I've got plenty. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think she was directing that at me. Oh. I need more chest hair. But, you know, that's why I've been experimenting with this mustache thing. Ah, yeah. It's specifically because Candace Owens asked. Yeah. Well, I mean. I do I do what she wants. We, we, we respect her opinions. <laughs> I can't even say that whole sentence. I know. Right? <laughs> uh, as, so, as Rob used to say, we are the Pacific Northwest soy boy live cut like, podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey podcast. Uh, we've got we've got some good things on the docket for the day. We've got free agency. Not so much who has signed because people are barely signing. Who's left? That is interesting. We've got some tributes to some wonderful careers. Doc Emmerich and Megan Duggan. Who we 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 really want to make sure that we pointedly talk about women's hockey on here because it, one it doesn't get talked about enough and to like. Let's do it. Like yeah, amen. Um, yeah, I, like we, we need, need more women in hockey and more more women enjoying hockey. We need more women, or we need more non-white males mm-hmm. in general enjoying hockey. We want all the white males to continue to enjoy hockey, but we also want more non-white males to enjoy hockey. So that would be that would be great. And so we're going to talk about. Not because she's a woman and that's how we're doing it, but because she put she, together a hell of a career. She, like looking over the accomplishments of Megan Duggan is like looking at the coat of arms of like the most successful Prussian king. Like it's <laughs> like 
every, or like the the Trajan's column. <laughs> it's just <laughs> victory after victory after victory. It's incredibly impressive. And so we're going to talk about her her reign of championships through her hockey career. And then we have some other tributes, tributes to the Blackhawks, sadly digging themselves further into rebuilding land, but not necessarily coming to terms with it quickly. And then tribute to Mitchell Miller and his hockey career. <laughs> which was sayonara how be it so brief yeah everybody deserves a second chance i think but... <laughs> and yeah we'll talk more about that later but yeah. whether or not he does is um we'll talk about to it to be debated we'll we'll, we'll 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 have a spirited debate where evan and i are probably both on the same side <laughs> um so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the red wings we'll talk about the reverse retro jerseys and all that and anything else we can fit in that isn't completely idiotic, like the retro jerseys. <laughs> but so here we go. Free agency has been going on for a while now. Most of the most of the big signings, most of the wow signings have happened. Probably all of the wow signings have happened. There might be some mm-hmm. really insane trades from capstrap teams coming up, but all the like big shebang names are are off the table. Yeah, we've got, you know, a couple expected re-signings. We've got Anthony Mantha in Detroit, who I'm sure you're stoked about. Very much so. Rupe Hintz, the future of Dallas. Ryan Pulak, great underrated defenseman. Victor yeah. Olofsson and Devin Taves, you know, all signed on the dotted line and got paid. All signed really good deals for the team, too. Like, Pulak at, at $5 million a year is just stupid. Devon Taves at... million a year is also equally stupid. That's the market we're in right now with the flat cap, um, Mm -hmm. the flat tax, but the flat cap. (laughs) R.I.P. Herman Cain. Oh yeah. (laughs) Pour one out for that guy. But yeah, we're in, we're in a, a, an era where we're going to see a lot of contracts that we would normally say were team friendly, but in real reality, they're just like COVID friendly. (laughs) They're just cheap. Yeah. (laughs) No, nobody outside of Taylor Hall signing mega deals right now, and his is only for one year. Uh, that's sort of like the story with the reverse jerseys too. It's like a reverse retro jerseys. Like, oh, damn it, we need some money. What can, what can we do for some money? I know. Hey, I have these uh, jerseys underneath the couch cushions. Yeah. Let's pull them out. It's at the yard sale. Are these covered in dust and blood? Yes. <laughs> Sell them. Are they from the nineties? Possibly. Sell them. Sell them. <laughs> But yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi, one year, three and a half million in arbitration between him and Mantha, locking up some of your Red Wings' most exciting talent, at least for for now. Yeah, yeah, at least for now. Yeah. And then, other than that, Donut Cahoon uh, signed with Edmonton at a nice price. Seems like a smart signing. He's definitely an underrated player. I think he, he drives play a lot for his cost. So. I wonder why Buffalo couldn't get that deal done. Definitely. Kind of suspect, but... Just like everything in Buffalo, really. The wings, eh. <laughs> yeah, I think that signing helps Edmonton a lot, because they have really been bad in their kind of lower to middle part of the roster. And so, you know, that's going to help them in playoffs. And maybe I'm assuming things and saying that Edmonton's a future playoff team. But You I'm are ass- assuming that they're a playoff team, which is a large assumption. I kind of figure that with their moves and with Connor McJesus, you know, they're going to be at least around the playoffs. Yes. If not in, they'll be, you know, one of the next couple of teams out. I don't think we see them put together a pretty bad year like they have. Their goalie situation sucks. Can they score enough goals to overcome their crappy goalie situation? Is that what you do? I don't, I don't even... If you play 
video games and don't care about the defensive aspect. Yeah, you just <laughs> score nine goals a game and see what the other team's got. So there are some free agents still out there. Biggest fish still in the lake. Probably Mike Hoffman. I mean, he's he scores 30 goals as if it were his job because it's his job. <laughs> and he hasn't signed yet. There's a lot of rumors swirling. You know, Boston has been thrown about a couple of other places. I think I, think I saw Nashville and I think I saw... Dallas at one point. We know where he's not going. Florida or anywhere else he's ever played. <laughs> or San Jose. Yeah. Or Ottawa. His wife got into we've talked the, the about his, fight. Yeah, right? we, we've talked about his batshit crazy wife a couple of times. I well, I, I can never remember whose wife was actually crazy and whose wife was like, I think they're both crazy. <laughs> is the That's your read? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, Nobody came off spotless in that whole situation. Like, I don't even remember what they were fighting over. Didn't allegedly didn't Mike Hoffman's wife make fun or make jokes about Eric Carlson's dead kid? Ouch! Yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds like something worth I, getting getting mad over. I, I yeah, oh yeah. If it actually <laughs> happened, it's totally awful. But if it didn't happen, it's totally awful. Awful to like make up too so like right yeah either way it's it's a pretty rough situation and mike hoffman you know one of the handsome rocky players out there in my opinion he would he'd be a big sartorial signing for any any team out there yeah i think he really make like a team like boston who has pasta and marchand out for at least a couple of months it really makes sense to have him come in have bring in hoffman to get that, have some primary scoring while those two are out, and then secondary scoring when they're back. Yeah, the timing of the season relative to the weird playoff run we just had is definitely puts a priority on those guys that are healthy and and can contribute to teams that are good that have some stars on IR. Just to clear, so Hoffman's then fiance, now wife, they were Mike Hoffman was traded after Melinda Carlson filed an order of protection against Hoffman's fiance, alleging harassment and cyberbullying in the form of hundreds of derogatory online messages aimed at her and her husband, whose first child, a boy, was stillborn. So that's the allegation. Yikes. Really juicy TMZ shit. It's awful, if true. <sighs> But, you know, baggage aside, Mike Hoffman scores goals. He doesn't play defense, but he scores goals. So mm-hmm. if you need secondary scoring, you know, throw $5 million a year at Mike Hoffman for one year, and then you get that secondary scoring for one year without the, like, apparent locker room cancer that he is. I don't know that for sure. Like, I, Yeah, I, you don't know if, it, if, like, he could be one of the great guys in the locker room, and, you know, he's got... Yeah, usually... Got someone ruin it for him at home. But usually the great guys in the locker room are definitely the ones that get traded every other year. Yeah, right. Traded or not re-signed every other year. Also, Sammy Battenen still out there. He's at all situations defenseman. He'll play your power play. He'll play your PK. Puts out a decent amount of points every yeah, year. Yeah, borderline fantasy relevant. Yeah, every year. Still unsigned. He's not that old. Like, it seems like a relatively easy signing to make for a team that needs defensemen. Finally, Anthony Duclair is, first off, surprisingly not offered a contract by Ottawa, despite the fact that they have millions of dollars in cap space, and then allowed to hit the open market and still hasn't signed. He's only... he's only had one like truly good year like mm-hmm. and that was this past year so there's obviously probably some concerns about whether that is something that can happen moving forward however he had that good year on a terrible ottawa team 
mm-hmm. with no help, especially after they traded Peugeot to the Isle. And he's only 25. So, And he's shown glimpses of, of greatness you know, almost his whole career so far. Right. I, I think it's kind of gotten sidetracked by some injuries and you know, people not quite knowing how to use him and... Because yeah. he was sort of on the down, he'd had a down year, I think. And but yeah, he's demonstrated in the past couple of years that God, he can score some amazing goals and yeah. be virtually uncoverable. So yeah, it, it is a little confusing. But I guess I look at all three of these and see a little bit of a, a like a luxury situation going on. Like you know, nobody's building their team around Mike Hoffman or Sammy Vatnin. You, know, you can maybe start to build a team around Anthony Duclair, but it's a big risk. And so, I, yeah. I don't know, I, I see GMs maybe in a flat cap situation passing on these guys, at least until their their prices come down, until they get more desperate. Yeah, and that's something we don't know either. Like maybe Duclair and Vatanen and Hoffman are asking for a stupid amount of money in a flat cap era. That's entirely possible. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I've seen a bunch of quotes, the athletic, the athletic. Uh, <laughs> there it is. About uh, Mike Hoffman. Yeah, there's, these these aren't like the cornerstones of a great team. No, they're sort of like premium additions. Yeah, they're things you add to an already good team, I think. Parts you use to trick out your already good car. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you buy a Mercedes and you're like, wow, I bought a Mercedes. I know. I'll put rims on it. And you're like, no, no, it's it's a Mercedes. And they're like, rims. <laughs> and you're like, no, these fucking assholes. Lots of rims and fucking Mercedes Benz. It's like, oh, oh, did, oh, they signed Anthony Duclair too. Cool, yeah, fucking cool. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. <laughs> so, so like you know, the, these are you know three guys who I think will eventually really help a team next season. And it's going to be interesting where they land for sure. I think I, I think so too. They'll all get signed. They're all young enough and good enough to get signed. But you know, as we close in on the start of the season, we're definitely moving into a well. How much are these guys going to cost? Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. It's like the NHL GMs are. I don't know. Just playing chicken with their entire free agent pool. Like, ah, are you cheaper yet? Moving on. Doc Emmerich calls it a career, a distinguished career. Oh, yeah. A legendary career that, you know, even Gary Bettman was effusive with praise about him, and Gary Bettman doesn't even like Gary Bettman. So <laughs> it was a career in which, like, the boundaries of what you can and can't talk about as a commentator were really pushed, and not from, like, Howard Stern kind of, like, shock jock value, but just the way, or maybe I should say the way you can talk about things, the way you can talk about a game. Mm-hmm. That is played by large men throwing themselves <laughs> at each other. Turning that into three hours of Shakespearean sonnets every <laughs> night for 40 years. I'll be totally honest, even as a dude who has a master's degree in English, like I found Emmerich kind of nauseating at times. <laughs> a little bit, um, but also hilarious. But I think... That's because I was watching my English degree and going, I wish I could be doing that instead. <laughs> like <laughs> Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to get I some le- play-by-play. I legitimately, like I posted some stupid thing on Facebook today and one of my sisters-in-law, everything posted on Facebook is stupid. So like regardless of what I'm <laughs> So I, I use the word frippery, which I think wow. is like, probably a word that 
as a guy who has a master's degree in English, don't think too much about as like, I don't think about words in that kind of like, oh, that's a big word kind of way. But like my sister-in-law texted and was like, thank you for using the word frippery today. Now I have, now I know what it is and I'm going to use it in the correct context all day. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, that's Doc Emmerich's every day for the last 40 years. And so like, yeah. that's an incredible run. Right. Is he just going to like rattle off a play-by-play of the things he sees around you with, you know, just thousands of adjectives? I'd give him like five bucks to do it. <laughs> Just like, Doc, here's here's 20 bucks and I'll buy you dinner and whatever you want to drink. Just follow me around for a while and commentate it. <laughs> like, how amazing would it be to like roll into your favorite bar and like have to hold the door open for Doc Emmerich? And they're like, who's this guy? And they're like, just, just wait. And you're like, <laughs> I can't even. I, I know, like I, I keep like want to do a Doc Emmerich voice and I like I feel like I can't or shouldn't. I, no, no, like... <laughs> Like, out of respect, we probably (laughs) shouldn't. But let's just say, like, what an amazing career. Like, one of the giants of especially hockey commentating. He's in, like, every Hall of Fame that, like, you could... And won every award for commentating you could possibly win. Mm -hmm. And, like... He's won eight Emmys? Yeah, that's nuts. (laughs) Like, for talking about hockey... He's the only... And he's the only hockey broadcaster to have won an Emmy. He's he's incredible. In the Um, Hockey Hall of Fame... Sports Illustrated listed him as the greatest sportscaster of all time. Which in an era or in a packed field. I guess you can't really say Howard Cosell because, you know. (laughs) Uh, But so, yeah, Doc Emmerich, uh, you know, kudos to a life well lived. He's not dead, but, you know, he's going to not have to be in a new city every 36 hours now. So good for him. That's true. And, you know, I'm really uh, excited for him to be able to use his whimsical and thoughtful voice for talking to his grandchildren and playing with the dogs and i look forward to the random videos that come out i'm sure of him talking about his dog doing zoomies in the back (laughs) yeah i'm sure he'll come out with a great autobiography at some point you know at some point and i hope it's an audio yeah which is, I it think, better be. Which is, I think, just like not even release it on pages. Yeah, it should just be like him, talk, him talking for like sixteen hours. <laughs> it's like two Dan Carlin podcasts back to back of him just talking about his life, but using like the most stunning vocabulary. <laughs> I would, I would read that in our, or listen to that in a heartbeat. But uh, you know, kudos to a career well done, and all the accolades are well deserved. He's. No Gary Thorne and Bill Clement, but nah, that's a joke. Although I, my love for Gary Thorne and Bill Clement goes very, very deep. They did all of the Red Wings games in the '90s that I that we were able to watch, and it was like it was just pure butter magic every time, <laughs> even when the Wings lost. But no, uh, Emmerich is a, a legend for all the right reasons, and you know, kudos to a, a, a career. And uh, you know, someone else hanging up the skates and calling it a career in, in hockey is uh, Megan Duggan. She retired at 33 from professional hockey after a dominant career. Dominant. Absolutely dominant career. In At every level that she played. College, international. You know, she briefly played in the... Or I think she sort of helped start the, the National Women's Hockey League. But yeah, she, at 5'10", was a physical force out there. I was watching her highlights and, man, she could hit. She could score. She was a true power forward. She's she's 5'10", 170, and could kick both of our asses 
while we were trying. The World Championships, she's got seven of them. Yeah, seven IHF World Championships. One gold in Pyeongchang in 2018. Two silvers. Just a stunning... Three NCAA Championships at Wisconsin. She's she's an absolute phenom. And let's let's talk about this for a second. Like, Is there a pantheon of greatest women hockey players of all time? Absolutely. Yeah. And where is she on that list? I was trying to... Gotta be at or near the top, but frankly, you know, I... I was trying to look up... I found a couple of really cool articles, women in hockey who were like the most influential. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting her to be on it, and I didn't see her. But like, there's a certain there's a certain thing to be said about somebody who has that many. Let's remember, like, women's international hockey is surprisingly competitive. It's, yeah, uh, like it's the U.S. and Canada are level above everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that second tier is actually very, very good. you got Sweden and I think a couple of other teams that are really solid. It's not a given that the U.S. will... It's not like women's soccer or softball. Or men's hockey where it's a given that Canada will win. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's not like that. So for her to win a gold medal in seven world championships, including... 8, 2008, 9, 11, 13, 15, 16, and 17. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's so much winning. So much winning. And then a, a gold medal on top of it. Right. That's an unreal amount of righteousness on the ice. And yes, hockey is a is a team game. And yes, the U.S. has been very good. But like that's still just stupidly good. <laughs> and like... You can't even kind of quantify that with, like, a men's player. That's how dominant dominant this career has been. And that's a a stupid trope in sports where we have to compare women's accomplishments to men's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. But in this case, you can't. You just can't. It's conveniently sort of impossible. Yeah. And part of that is because sports casting and, you know, whatever we're doing is slanted towards men's sports. But part of that is for a lot of listeners or readers or viewers you know they want a comparison point and Mm -hmm. you know most of us have men's players as like that first touchstone or that they are the milestone or the mile marker or whatever Mm -hmm. and so when we're saying there aren't men that compare to what megan duggan has (laughs) has accomplished in hockey listen to that that's incredibly important like nobody comes close Except other women. So, like, we really need to show if I could bow while also still talking to a mic and podcasting at the same time, <laughs> I would absolutely do it right now because what a what a stellar stellar career for Megan Duggan, an absolute dynamic hockey player, and she's thirty three and retired and killing it still. So, like, congrats to her. We can't. We really can't shower. Megan with enough accolades other than to say she's one of the best all time. What else do you say about that? Congrats to her for an incredible career. And I hope that, you know, that second career that she goes into, whatever it is, congrats. Good luck. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, doing something to help build women's hockey because I think they are, you know, making a lot of really smart moves right now. And I'd like to see more women's hockey. I'd like to digest more women's hockey. I kept thinking kind of when this story came out after the Stanley Cup playoffs, we obviously have a huge hockey hangover. You know, why wouldn't it, why wouldn't a women's tournament or 
uh, you know, start their year then or something like, you know, giving women's hockey a place. Because there's a pandemic. Right. <laughs> yeah. In a hypothetical. Yes. You know, some sort of women's hockey. I don't know. I would like to, to pay more attention to women's hockey and provide it with more of the, the attention that it deserves and the, the respect it deserves. And someone a couple of years ago was like, yeah, I bet you can't name like three women's hockey players and i was like shit yeah uh, i can name like uh amanda kessel and oh that's because i know Brianna her brother Decker. yeah like uh kendall coin schofield but like yeah. she's new on my radar too and kind of because they put her up against the men in the the skills competition yeah the, the fastest skater god damn did she look amazing yeah doing so i think that that's one of the things that has also made me a little bit more interested in women's hockey is just seeing it. Yeah, you don't have to compare to the men to like it helps to make it interesting, it. but it was like, wow, they're, you know, every bit is fast. Yeah. And yeah, and I remember watching yeah, Pyeongchang Olympics. Didn't watch much, but uh, I did watch the women's hockey. I wasn't going I wasn't going to watch any of any of the Olympics, but I got sucked in because it was so thrilling to watch just like a different style of hockey. Yeah, it's different. And it's like the difference between men's soccer and women's soccer. Like yeah, or a, basketball. Yeah. It's also like honestly, like women's soccer, they're way tougher. <laughs> like they don't flop around no. like like snipered Italian men. Like <laughs> they 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 get slide tackled to hell and then just jump back up and give each other the finger. It's really awesome to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love men's soccer. I'm not a soccer basher in any way. It's kind of refreshing <laughs> to watch. Yeah, women's soccer has yeah. almost felt, it's felt better to watch at times than men's yeah. soccer because of that. I don't know. It, yeah. It's also women's soccer usually watch it when the Olympics come around and, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of... Well, the Women's World Cup. Right. You're kind of jacked up on jingoism. America. And, yeah. America. It's hard to qualify how women's hockey is different, but it just sort of looks different. And so, but yeah, so I watched the Pyeongchang women's hockey tournament. It was li literally the only thing I watched except for like two curling matches. And I was like, <laughs> actually, curling is really boring now. I don't know why I'm watching it. I love curling like in my youth, but like, and by youth, I mean like 20s. But <laughs> I used to be so young. So full of life. And hopes and dreams. Now I just hope we can like, record a couple more episodes of the podcast and become famous. <laughs> uh, I watched the Olympics and was just the ferocity and like rivalries are rivalries, right? Mm -hmm. like, there's ferocious rivalries in every sport, except for like most professional sports because everybody's a hired gun at this point. <laughs> um, and like that's not poo pooing professional sports, like you know, like. We, we had the Avs and the Red Wings. We'll never have that again. That was like group of men that really hated each other. Like literally hated everybody except for Steve Eisenman and Joe Sackick. Like nobody hated except for Claude Lemieux, but Claude Lemieux is a turd and should probably just perish. There's a story of Darren McCarty seeing Claude Lemieux in an airport and Claude Lemieux not being able to look him in the eye <laughs> and just being like, what a fucking sniveling dick. <laughs> Canada and the U.S., hate each other sure there's some respect there absolutely but they hate each other you're talking women's olympic yes, teams women's women's hockey teams and you could tell and immediately upon watching it you were like oh there's bad blood here this is mm -hmm. great it's also their biggest game at you know? every time they play yes and so i just remember watching those games they're close they were intense and sitting like sitting on the edge of my bed freaking out 
And my buddy would come home and be like, why are you so tense? And I'd be like, it's a hockey. He'd be like, watching women's hockey. He's like, what the hell? He'd be like, women's hockey. It was just so intense and so dramatic. And ever since then, like, I've been like trying to find clips and highlights because you can't really find games uh, unless you're streaming them or whatever. Megan was on that team. The U.S. Had, had a pretty long drought of winning a gold in the Women's Olympics. And so for them to finally bring it home and to beat Canada while doing it was absolutely awesome. And so just really excited to celebrate the career of Megan Duggan. Um, she is you know one of the finest women's hockey players finest hockey players in the history of the sport and you know she was a u.s team captain is the uh hockey hall of fame co-ed yeah absolutely right yeah, yeah. so, so, so she what, will be in she'll be in there yeah like hands down we're we're losing one of the true beacons of the sport and you know as far as playing but hopefully you know that that second career that she has leads to more and more women and there will be more exciting young players to take her place too. Absolutely, yeah. It's not like there aren't thrilling players in the world mm-hmm. right now, but one of the best retired. And so, like, we just really wanted to celebrate that and say, you know, like, fucking kudos. Like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, enjoy your retirement at thirty-three. Uh, <laughs> That's none of our jealousy speaking. Yes, not at all. <laughs> My back hurts uh, from having a desk job. But so, congratulations. Enjoy your retirement, massive respect, and, you know, congratulations on a great career. Do we want to st- talk about, like... No, I don't want to talk about the Blackhawks. Do, uh, Speaking well, of pain in my back, like... I, I, I mean, we can talk about the Blackhawks because I hate following up two uh, celebratory elegies with fucking Mitchell Miller. All right, let's talk, let's talk about the Blackhawks then. Uh, uh, yeah, let's just say some quick things about the Blackhawks. They finally, you know, Stan Bowman finally came around and admitted that they're rebuilding. And apparently he was the last person to know this. That's yeah, really he announced point. it to the world. <laughs> yeah. And everybody went, uh, yeah. yeah. What, like two years ago? <laughs> what the last three years been, bud? <laughs> Congrats on that playoff victory. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, one round of fake playoffs. Yeah, one round of fake playoffs and then getting bludgeoned in the second round. Did you see Kirby Dak's slick goal in practice? It wasn't even a goal, it was a pass. Um, I just saw it practice today, I think for world juniors and he, it's a, on a two on one, he drops the puck to his outside skate and kicks it across to the other guy for a one timer. He's going to be salty. He's going to be real good. They, there's some, there's some really good talent coming up through Chicago, which is why it's too bad that they can't r- get rid of the albatrosses in the room to allow that young talent to really, I, I don't know. Can they put Seabrook on LTIR this year? No, and I don't think he's going to. Um, I think he's going to play, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that contract is going to haunt them forever. Well, I was surprised to learn through you guys at one of the last tapings that it's not the worst contract out there. No. There, there have been have been many worse, and it's just going to be tough to get out from under. And Every contract San Jose Sharks have <laughs> is worse than the Brent Seabrook contract. Right. Um, and the fact that they, you know, could get it down to just him. He'll just play up the contract. And I think, 
Well, the Kane and Taves contracts, they're not bad. Kane's mm-hmm. still a solid contract. Taves is probably a little overpaid for what he is now, but like he wasn't overpaid for what he was when he, he signed the deal. And he has those like random resurgent years. Yeah. Every couple of years. And he was he was killer in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, at least in the first round. He's what they call him Captain Serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably like a six and a half million dollar a year player but also a very resilient captain. Mm-hmm. So you like you begrudge him that extra couple of million to do the captaincy stuff. Yeah. Like he's great at it. It's like being the treasurer. Like yeah. nobody really wants to do it, but like I historically hate the Blackhawks, but <laughs> I really can't say anything bad against Jonathan Taves. Yeah, like, he's pretty hard to dislike. Yeah. It's probably it's how I have a lot of respect for Joe Sackick. Like, despite hating every single member of any team, including Ray fucking Bork, (laughs) who went through Colorado in the mid-90s through early aughts, every single one of them, Chris Drury, fuck you. Like, (laughs) like, Peter Forsberg, jackass. uh, No, like, Peter Forsberg, Forsberg, yes. There there we go. Like, I I insulted him with even trying to. Uh, Like, every single guy who went through that roster can just bite goat turds. But <laughs> Joe Sackick is a classy guy, and I have a lot of respect for him. It, it was just kind of ironic that Joe Sackick and Steve Eiserman both were wore 19 and were like, at the time, I think both the longest serving captains in the NHL. Hmm. And so as they're like going to war every night, there was just kind of this like, you don't touch either of those guys. <laughs> and I, I rewatch those highlights whenever I'm sad about how bad the Red Wings are. So relatively, relatively frequently. And... <laughs> Weekly, nightly. Yeah, I'm watching him right now, actually. <laughs> Screw this podcast. So, like, like whenever Sackick or Eiserman stepped on the ice, everybody paused for a second and was like, okay, not that guy. And, like, <laughs> I could beat up anybody else on the ice, not that guy. Except for Patrick Waugh, because Patrick Waugh just hates life. And, and he was don't... always wearing large pads. He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> he was entertaining as a coach, though, because he was such a piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's, he's <laughs> going to be a rampant piece of shit for the rest of his life, and I hope he listens to this at some point and comes and find me, and I will call him a piece of shit to his face, and then he'll beat me up, and then I'll sue him. Get his millions. Oh, there's a, there's a retirement plan right there. Get all of the Patrick Waugh money. <laughs> just You're going to troll ex-NHL players to come fight you? No, just Patrick Waugh. Mm. Yeah. He's a garbage human, trash trash person. So speaking uh, of trash people. Oh, Mitchell Miller. That's a good segue there. You, you killed that segue. Look, look, let's just give like a, little, like a little quick applause. Like we don't have sound effects here because we're not douchebags. But uh, I will give a quick <laughs> golf, golf clap, clap for applause that for that segue. Yes, Mitchell Miller. Do you want to you want to dive down this rabbit hole first, or sure? I yeah. So it? for for the uh, uneducated Mitchell Miller, Arizona Coyotes draft pick, I believe fourth rounder. Yes. Um, their first pick in the draft. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because they traded every other piece All away. That was a really good decision. So yeah, he was their first pick in the draft. Ouch. Yeah, he was exposed by a hometown newspaper as uh, assaulting and racially bullying classmate of his a developmentally disabled black student yeah and you know he seems like the sweetest kid like i've seen some you know thankfully people are starting to pay more attention to the victims and these kinds of issues than than the perps and but also his mother was very involved i mean i believe she wrote the coyotes Mm -hmm. and also north dakota which he was scheduled to play for, and they have since they released. Well, they released 
the statement originally saying, you know, we think he's going to maybe be able to... The Coyotes. Yeah, no, the the Sioux. I think oh, they said not that... not the Sioux anymore. Or sorry, the, the fighting... Fighting whatever fucks. The fighting Dakotas? Yeah. <laughs> They're not the Sioux? No. No, they had to get rid of that moniker. I forget what they are now. You keep talking. I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> so North Dakota had announced that they were going to have him come to campus and play... And then I think the totality of the media coverage drove them to change their minds. They're the um, fighting hawks. Fighting hawks, huh? <laughs> Brief segue. I understand why they would change the nickname from the fighting Sioux. Not exactly PC. If the Sioux were cool about it, like, for example, the Seminoles, Florida State. I mean, Florida State just yeah. throws a fuck ton of money at them, I think. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> but North Dakota changes their name to the, from the Fighting Sioux. Fighting Hawks. Coming to Chicago in five years. <laughs> Funny enough, also Mitchell Miller, maybe. They did a fan poll mm-hmm. of what their name should be. And a vast majority of the responses were like, go fuck yourself, name of athletic director, and keep it the fucking fighting Sioux. <laughs> A vast majority of the responses. Were it like, wasn't won by like Suey McSue face. Yeah, it was Suey McSue face because I'll sue you. Like that's <laughs> yeah. lawsuity McLawsuit yeah, face. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Yeah. Then later announced that Mitchell Miller would was no longer offered a, a scholarship, and his hockey career seems to be derailed for now. Yes. One assumes he has the talent to make it somewhere, and apparently. The junior clubs that have his rights have not all renounced him. Is there like a statute of limitations on like how long you have to wait until like you allow the complete scum kid to come back to your... <laughs> Which, yeah, like, I don't want to belittle... Do I? Do I kind of want to belittle him? Like, I mean, it I, sounds like I get, sort of what he deserves, I, whether or not I, we yeah. need to step to that level. He did... Of, Let's just say he did some heinous, shitty things. Right. And then he... Appallingly bad. And most importantly, well, not most importantly, but the reason why the victim's mother wrote these letters is because he has been completely unapologetic about... Yeah, he doesn't seem contrite at all. He doesn't seem to view what he did as awful. And And I think that is a big, capital BFD... Big fucking deal, bud. Yeah, I think coming into the draft, he obviously had some guidance and put out a letter, I think, and addressed this to teams. And Yeah. And so from the NHL team's perspective, I think they saw him as sort of going through the motions. He was being off a lot sort of, of draft boards, though. Right, yeah. and Rightfully so. Right, a lot of people like looked into the incidents and were like, mm, fuck this guy. But yeah, he also lied about these incidents to people and then was caught lying and then punished more severely because he was caught lying. Good that the full story came out and good that the team is rightfully sort of getting dragged through the mud for. So first off, you don't draft that kid. Like we had, we learned this with baseball a couple of years ago. There was the pitcher from Oregon State who had been convicted of sexual assault of a minor, would have probably been a top like five pick in the baseball draft based on talent, went undrafted for at least two years in a row. I haven't followed up on it, but so there's a precedent of talented athletes not getting drafted because of something heinous that they did in their past. I will say this about the baseball player. One, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head. And two, he has claimed that he signed the guilty plea because his lawyer told him it would be easier that way. And so they didn't. So Mm -hmm. he has said that he is not guilty. Anyways, 
Mitchell Miller, on the other hand, guilty as fuck. Is guilty as fuck. <laughs> did a horrible fucking thing, and we'll say fuck a lot in this pro- this portion probably. Arizona screwed the pooch by drafting him. You don't draft that kid. He's going to go undrafted, and you can say, you know what? This kid did a horrible thing. He didn't go drafted. We're going to bring him into camp, and if he can prove that he's not a piece of shit, we'll give him a chance. You can do that a couple of years down the road, after he finishes at uh, UND or whatever, you or his junior career, whatever. You can say, you know what? We've talked to him. We've talked to the people around him. we talked about the victim in this case. He sounds remorseful. He has, he's grown as a person. And yes, he's done horrible things and we're not condoning those things. But we do think that everybody deserves a second chance at the right time. You bring him in. He's 24, 23, whatever. You give him a chance. And he probably doesn't make it out of the AHL. Who cares? You don't draft that kid. <laughs> and then you have the chance to say, you know what? We screwed up. We shouldn't have drafted that kid. Oh, my God. And they were like, stand by your man. That's what we're going to do. Stand by your man. Yeah, like, they, were, they stood by we don't him. Need, we don't need sound effects. We've got you. Were like, they stood by him. And then, like, people were like, oh, wait a second. Hold up. Now. And then the then the coyotes were like, oh, yeah, we need to. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you're right, guys. Uh, we were always intending on drafting him, and then they didn't say that. But like, well, there was also some weirdness there too with their GM switch. So I guess the recently hired, I guess the recently hired GM didn't actually draft. No, and, he, and so you know this was other team personnel. I don't know. I don't know who actually drafted for the Coyotes. It was the scouting staff who had been in place. For however long under previous GM uh, Jacob, and so they bring in Armstrong. He says, "You know what? Cool. You do the you do this thing. If you need me to sign off on anything, cool." Also, they didn't have a pick till the fourth round, so mm-hmm. low stakes. But with those low stakes, they drafted the racist hate crime kid, <laughs> and so you know uh, if the kid is actually like racist, racist, or just you know. A, privileged white shithead kid who knows yeah Yeah, we don't know i've seen similar things to what he did happen in high school middle school of course without the racial component just you know it it was like against the kid with plaque psoriasis or something like you if you have something that makes you stand out like you are just you're going to be a victim in american middle school are the fucking worst they are the fucking worst yeah how heavily he needs to be punished it's an interesting debate, and I think it's also driven by the fact that he he didn't fully fess up, and apparently he's not great in person yeah. as an interview and with teams, even remotely apologetic. And apparently his parents are pretty rough too. Like, yeah. I think he's like privileged white kid. They did name him with two M's. Like, you like you <laughs> don't name like if your last name starts with an M, you don't name, give the kid a first name that starts with an M. <laughs> Or J or S or any fucking letter. They just like, love M and M's that much. Cal Miller. It's like Marshall Mathers, but minus the talent. <laughs> I have and a there's a who, reason by he, why he goes by a moniker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a friend who. What did he say? I think we were talking about like Anderson Cooper, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't trust people with two first names." Yeah, firsty firsties, man. You, you can't. Well, he's got Anderson Cooper's got two last names, though. I would argue that Anderson is a last name and Cooper is a last name. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, lasty, lasty. That's. 
Firsty, firsty, and lasty, lasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of close out this segment, both Arizona and the University of North Dakota did the right thing eventually by mm-hmm. removing him from their rosters or relinquishing his rights. It's it's too bad that he got drafted to begin with. Do I think that people deserve a second chance if they've earned it? Yes. It doesn't seem like Mitchell Miller has done anything. If his middle name is Michael, I'll punch him in the throat. <laughs> maybe uh, you know. Maybe he has learned the gravity of maybe his now. mistake. Yeah, right. Maybe it took it took everything took away getting drafted to to realize. Oh, I didn't do a good enough job yeah. as a person. Yeah, and yes, and what does he do with that though? What does he learn? How does he evolve? What does he do to atone? And then if he does all of those things honestly and with real compassion and thought, sure, you can you can put on your skates again in like four years. Until then, you're yeah, I mean, I'd, playing in parking lots. I don't even know if he needs to... There's not like a time limit for me. If you're contrite and open and honest about this and like, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't even have a problem probably with him going to college because there he will get support and probably beat up for what he's done. Let's hope. <laughs> But also, you know... But he has to go to school in a really progressive city. (laughs) He's going to go to RISD. Yeah, he can't... He (laughs) cannot play in Ann Arbor. One thing that... This is just an interlude to the next topic, really, but one thing I really liked reading about... I'm a a, a Redlands fan. Wow, really? Shocker of the day. (laughs) That's the big reveal. Breaking news! I, I always give a rose to... The Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. You know, the Red Wings have sucked historically bad last year. And me being a diehard, it's been kind of a bummer. But, you know, I'm not giving up or changing or becoming a Kraken fan or whatever. <laughs> but one of the nice things that has come out of this offseason is Bobby Ryan signing with the Red Wings. And at first I was like, oh, Bobby Ryan, that makes a lot of sense. Like he's trying to resuscitate his career a little bit, put him on like our second or first line and let him see what he does with. You know, maybe playing with Larkin, whatever. Then I learned a lot of things about Bobby Ryan that I somehow didn't know. Bobby Ryan's life, we won't go into it. Bobby Ryan's life is absolutely crazy. Yeah, he's lived a pretty incredible life. He's lived several lives. But also uh, of near vintage or new vintage was his battle with alcoholism Mm -hmm. that he went through last year that he was very public about. He said in an interview with with The Athletic, you know, about how he wanted to come out and be public about it because he didn't want the media to go out and speculate and mm-hmm. spread all these rumors. So he just wanted to come out, get out in front of it. And then he realized that coming out and getting out in front of it, especially in Ottawa, but also in other cities, he was given this kind of respect. So people didn't dredge it up at five mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Like he was kind of given this distance and which is awesome. And probably Ottawa is one of the few towns where like that would happen. I think in the NHL, like that would happen in, Dallas or Boston, like he would have heard about it every four seconds. Yeah, but, you wonder. Right. Well, he's also a veteran, so he's he's an established, respected guy, so maybe there was a little bit of that too, but like. And like an articulate guy. Yes. You know, public, of, and, and he's a really interesting interview. One of the better interviews in the NFL. Agreed. But so one of the funnier things to come out of this was Bobby's deciding whether or not he wants to come to Detroit. You know, Detroit was historically bad last year. Do you want to step into that? And so before his interview with Steve Eisenman, he reached out 
to Dylan Larkin and just asked him some questions about the team. You know, is the team given up? Are they broken? Is the will to fight still there? And Dylan Larkin was like, absolutely, we're still in this. We think next year is going to be a lot better. If you come in, we feel like we can be competitive. Mm-hmm. He's said all the right things. And Dylan Larkin's absolutely going to say that because he legitimately believes those things. Dylan and also, Larkin. he is that team. Like- yes, Dylan Larkin's awesome. He's definitely my favorite Red Wing of the last eight years. He, he gets it. He wanted to be a Red Wing. He's from Michigan. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's also really talented, so that helps too. But he, he just seems like a good dude. He went to Michigan. I saw him at one of the bars once and I was like I don't know if you're 21 but you know whatever <laughs> uh, he was I looked it up later he was but the method of how Bobby Ryan reached out to Dylan Larkin is really one of my favorite things for those of you who don't know Evan and I play roller hockey we're too old and brittle to play real man's hockey <laughs> just kidding roller hockey's great Bobby didn't know Dylan but he knew people who knew Dylan through roller hockey and so he because Bobby Ryan was a dominant roller hockey player in his youth um, and still knows, keeps in touch with some of those people. And one of the NHLers with a prolific history of playing roller hockey. Yes, yes. One of one of a lot, but really celebrates it as part of his life. Yeah, there's only a couple that like really talk about it or yes. like where it played like a really big part of their career. So Bobby Ryan reached out to Dylan Larkin through roller hockey contacts. I love it. Not NHL contacts, right. who he could have easily found. <laughs> but he, like, knew a dude who knew a dude. It's, right? like, it's like a subversive reach out. I'm going into the deep, dark world of roller hockey. Well, he wanted an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you don't go through official channels sometimes yeah. if you want a real, honest, yes. unpolished answer. And the roller hockey player in me loves it. Yeah, me too. I love it on the exact opposite amount of how much I hate the Detroit Red Wings reverse retro jersey from the <laughs> Nice. We'll, Pivot. Yeah, we'll get to the Red Wings jersey because it's, I think, outside of maybe the Islanders, the worst of the bunch. And that's because the Islanders is just their jersey that they always wear. It's yeah. not even a new jersey. It's the same fucking thing. But the Red Wings, the joke I made was it looks like the Red Wings away jersey, their traditional away jersey, ate a ghost. And died. <laughs> it looks it looks like a four year old with Microsoft Paint put a Red Wings logo in the middle of their page and then just <laughs> left it there. And just turned it in. There's final assignment. There's gray, here you go, graphic design instructor. Two gray stripes on it and then a Red Wings logo. It, it looks like a practice jersey. It, absolutely, it right. looks like a practice jersey for a fourteen-year-old roller hockey team. Yeah, we don't even know why we bought these for practice. We can just use our normal jerseys for practice, but we have them. They were four bucks a pop, <laughs> and you're gonna buy them. There's probably already been like twenty thousand of these shitty Red Wings jerseys bought by local patsies who are like, I'm going to be the best looking dude at the games. Guess what? You can't go to games. And also, no. (laughs) You'll be really good looking on your video chat from home. No, you won't. They'll be like, why did you buy that practice jersey? I hope you didn't pay much for it. Why not? Oh, $140. Good job. Why does it have a C on it? Yeah. There is no captain in Detroit. <laughs> Till this year when I get to that but still. Yeah, so like the retro jerseys are, in my opinion, Evan's a little bit more bullish on them than I am. I think they are largely trash. I think they are largely hot trash. I'm I'm bullish on like a couple 
there strategic design there decisions. Some... But yeah, it, it's mostly really awful. Like, what the hell was Adidas thinking? They were thinking money. Did they give Kanye a control over this? Hockey by Yeezy. Yeah, right? No, the, the Coyotes one looks like it could be Hockey by Yeezy. And sadly, I, I, I have a real love-hate relationship with that because I really like purple. And <laughs> it's the I color really of royalty, like, man. And I really like, yeah, Augustus Caesar's color. But, and I really like the original Coyotes jerseys with the pixelated coyote playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked those. This isn't that great, but it's purple. And so I, I saw the tweet of like Bissonette wearing it. And I was like, okay, that's what it looks like on a human. I kind of like it. <laughs> I'll say for like the ones that they so there's a couple that are clearly cash grab well this is all a cash grab but like <laughs> yeah. the Quebec Nordiques Colorado Avalanche jersey and the Carolina Hurricanes Hartford Whalers jerseys are clear money grabs I think the Whalers one sucks personally yeah. I mean um, I think we just sort of determined that gray jerseys don't look they're good. not good and especially like the like I'm kind of silver but I'm also kind of gray those jerseys <laughs> I might be sparkly. I need some just for men. I might be sparkly, <laughs> but I'm also every day in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. for the next six months. It's terrible, especially when the original Whalers jerseys are brilliant. They're so good. When the Hurricanes wear them twice a year, I'm pumped. And I would almost buy one. Like a Sebastian Ajo Whalers jersey? Uh, yes. Sign me up. If it wasn't that gray Whalers jersey. Yeah, oh no, I'm not wearing that trash. No. <laughs> yeah, that I, I guess I didn't really think about that, but they did kind of fuck up one, they, of, they, one of the jerseys that like, the was jerseys impossible to fuck up. You know, Colorado Nordiques jersey is it's great. great. It's, it, but also, but it's, they didn't need to do anything. It's also only great because of the nostalgia history. I mean, also, no, the Nordiques jersey by itself was great. Was amazing. Yes. And I think, I mean, it'd be awesome if we got a Nordiques team. I mean, it, so this jersey just sort of reinforces the fact that we should get a Nordiques team. Yes. The Florida Panthers with the Impact Panther graphic, bringing that back, awesome. Yeah, that straight out of the 90s. Not sure about the chevrons on the, the arms, but at the same time, don't care, Impact Panther. Isn't that just their jersey from the 90s? No, no, they had the regular horizontal stripes in the 90s. I think we both agreed the Minnesota Wild jersey, despite the fact that it's a big fuck you to the North Stars. Oh, it's a huge fuck uh, you to the North Stars. It's a huge fuck you to the North Stars. I, I, I kind of love it. Yeah, the also, colors, it's really well done. And also, why did Dallas completely ignore that? Because they're in Texas, and they ignore anything that's good. Because <laughs> their jersey sucks, too. Yes. I mean, uh, I don't know. All, all white with sort of a star shape. It could look good on the ice. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. Nobody cares. It might look good on the ice. I don't see the the worst of the worst. Uh, the Edmonton and the Islanders are just wearing their jerseys. Right. They didn't even participate. They don't even get a participatory grade. That's an F, and you should <laughs> feel bad about yourself. The Kings isn't. I'm like looking this up now, but isn't there like the Kings is purple again? Love. I think that's just an old third jersey. Yeah. No, all of these are either shitty replicas or... Because you see, like, the articles online every once in a while. This artist redid every NFL helmet. And Mm -hmm. you look through them and they're all trash. There's, like, 
you know where you go to find good ones for that is Reddit has a couple good ones. Reddit, yeah, Reddit's got all the different. Well, and also I'm not on it because I'll be on it forever. Also, you just go on graphic design Reddits and stuff, but they didn't go with the sweet gilded old crown logo. Yeah, I you know, but I have some respect for that '90s. That's the logo that Ice Cube was wearing. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, when today was a good day, he was wearing that. Yeah. Uh, Montreal just tweaked their colors a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The all of the like they barely participated. All of the original six jerseys are original six jerseys, except for New York's, which they had that jersey a couple of years ago, and it was the Lady Liberty jersey, and it's also stupid. New Jersey's green jerseys look like Christmas. They look like or like, like St. Patty's Day in Chicago. But they, it's like the red is the throw up, and the green is the beard. <laughs> But that's uh, that's one I think that also existed in some iteration it did, already. Yes. And then amongst the worst, Winnipeg's is also gray and is stupid. And like I know we're trying to erase the Atlanta Thrashers from the history of hockey, <laughs> but come on, we got a Nordiques jersey, we got a Whale jersey. Where's my Thrashers jersey? You existed for like seven years. Come on. And, and then we have the uh, Canucks, which. Okay, we just have to throw a gradient on one of these. Yeah. So, yeah, the the Canucks jersey, especially because the Canucks current uniforms are amongst the best in hockey, I think. They're, right. Well, they're perfect. They're beautiful. A lot of these just look like beer league teams. What we finally need to talk about is, outside of the Red Wings, I think the worst one. Anaheim. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> Like nice try, you know. You were you were thinking the right thoughts. You were you were pulling some interesting history in, and you know, wanting some comic sand for some reason. So in the late nineties, I think late nineties, maybe mid nineties, there was a Mighty Ducks cartoon, mm-hmm. and that's what's on the front of this jersey. That cartoon sucked. <laughs> These jerseys sucked. Everything about them. Sucks. Let me ask you a question. Why aren't you just putting out the D1 Mighty Ducks jerseys? Yeah, I know. They're awesome. Like, how do you fuck this up? How do you fuck <laughs> this up? Adidas, you should be ashamed. I know the Ducks are no longer owned by Disney, but you know they can do this. It's been done before. They've put out the jerseys before. You'll make a killing doing it. But instead, you've got a cartoon duck on the front of your jersey pretending to play hockey. I mean, die in a fire. What is better? What is Disney better at than owning companies? No, than than taking things that you rightfully should love and destroying them with shitty ideas. Funny story about <laughs> Disney owning things. One of my coworkers the other day, I brought up Disney, and he said, "Did you know that Disney owns Pornhub?" And I said, Wait, "What?" what? Hold up. And so I looked it up, and it's actually like a QAnon conspiracy theory. That Disney owns Pornhub? Yes. Ah! And so I like was like, hey, uh, just so you know, that's a QAnon theory. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to be true. Yeah. No, uh, Pornhub, yeah. Is, Pornhub is far too uh, progressive a company to ever be owned by Disney. Didn't yeah. They give, Disney. Didn't they like give, they just like give out money randomly to people. Like, I think they made it like a scholarship. Pornhub? Yeah. Good for them. Well, and it was, it was not like, it wasn't porn related at all. It was like, we're just doing a Pornhub scholarship. Yeah. I, I think that's. <laughs> yeah. It's not for like long dick silver. Like it's just <laughs> like, it's just for like somebody who wants to go to college. 
and probably has a Pornhub membership. Like, whatever. I mean, it is the Boogie Night scholarship. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, the Dirk <laughs> Jiggler. Just kidding. That would be great. But Anaheim, like, when I was scrolling through these, the whole time I was like, when I get to Anaheim, it better be the fucking Mighty Ducks jersey. It better be the Mighty Ducks jersey. Be, no! <laughs> what is this? This one I'm lead, uh, looking at leads with it. Yeah. Um, and says, this is a poop. <laughs> this is a poop. In a jersey. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. The Blackhawks jersey looks meh. You know, yeah. it looks like something you, you that's been available at subpar retailers yeah, it's a, it's for like, a long it's time. You buy for like 40 bucks and think you right. got a real jersey and then you get to the stadium and realize you didn't. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and they have like their winter classic jerseys from the past few years are better than these. The Vegas jersey is them pretending like they have a retro jersey to be retro. And it's funny because Vegas put out a gold jersey this year and it's awesome. This, I hope they never wear this jersey because it's such hot trash. Oh, really? I, I, maybe this is where we disagree because I was counting them amongst the winners here. It's red, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it's this, it's not red. It's this like sad. It's uh, a blood red. It's, you know, it's like I had a bad day red. <laughs> I don't know. And it that, looks like usual sports red. And I've always hated the shoulder crest that they have with this cross swords. The knight emblem is really cool. It's super basic and easy. And oh, I see. So yeah. you don't like the logo? Yeah, the logo is stupid, and it's huge on mm-hmm. that jersey. It's it's from chin pubes to ball pubes. <laughs> like it's a big jersey. We don't need it. They already put out that gold jersey. Let's stick with that. It's great. Surprised we didn't get, like, a random Kraken jersey. Speaking of red used well, I did like the Blues jersey. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, yeah. It because was, they actually, like, that's really rehashing a classic. Was, <laughs> I'm just, I'm having a Debbie Downer moment with these shitty jerseys. I mean, like, they are, it, the Red Wings is so bad. I feel like, uh. My guess is that the Illich family was like, no, you don't do anything to fuck with the jersey. And then they still managed to fuck with the jersey. The Red Wings haven't changed their jerseys in four years. Something like that. Yes. That's good. Uh, Squint's Palladoras. It's an iconic jersey for a reason. I would love for the Red Wings to try a, a real attempt at a third jersey. That would be cool. If, if executed well, I wouldn't buy it and I'd be mad when I saw it on the ice. But like in my head, I'd be like, actually, that's kind of well, I would they, flood every message board I could with like, this is a travesty. And there's probably even a design design that, you know, could walk the line and maybe even be likable to you. Well, the problem there is the Red Wings logo. And it's a great logo, don't get me wrong. Like, I love everything about it. But the Red Wings will never allow for another logo. The other, The only thing that came out was like they had the D for one of their Winter Classic jerseys. Mm-hmm. And those were appalling, too. Those were bad. Yeah. So like, I remember those. It was bad. like they probably saw that and were like, "Never again." And I'm okay. <laughs> we learned that. our lesson. Yeah. Whereas the Blackhawks have played like eight Winter Classics, and you know, and they're like, "Okay, we can just test jersey combinations yeah, for funsies." We're like the University of Oregon. Yeah. We have orange pants and purple <laughs> yeah. tops, and we're the Blackhawks. This uh, is our hunting camo u- uh, uniforms. Please God. <laughs> I have a rule, and that rule is if I see you in camo and you're not 
hunting or in the military, active military, you're a douchebag. <laughs> if I see you in camo, I don't see you. That's the whole point is I see you. You're wearing camo. I shouldn't be able to see you. Go into the fucking woods. I like, like on a design level, I like some camo prints. Fucking like weekend warrior, proud boy bullshit. Not, I mean, that's what, it, like, it's really hard to do that and not become, you know, a, a, you a Joe a Rogan jacket? listener. Yeah. Do you own a flak jacket? Yes. Die. No, I don't. But, uh, no, not you. I did recently consider <laughs> buying a, it's like a, no, like a, a well, it's like a nice jacket, but it was like camo, but I think it was, it was like a wax jacket. So there was sort of more to the fabric and like, it was dark. It wasn't like really, it wasn't full like army camo. The listeners at home can't see me just, <laughs> just like shaking, shaking my head with disgust. <laughs> Um, Maybe you can hear it as I like rattle my <laughs> ear, my <laughs> headphones. But no, camo should only be worn by people in the military and people hunting, and even the people hunting. Honestly, you know what? Actually, I think hunting has gotten to the point now where we have all these technological advances, and very few people are in a tree with a knife in their mouth waiting for a deer to come under them. Like, there's very few people like that anymore. The there's like bear grills. <laughs> And Ted Nugent. Yeah, you probably don't even need camo for most hunting. Right, yeah. Just like walk through the woods in a t-shirt. You're, you're covered in deer piss. You've got like 400 <laughs> cents littered about the woods. But wearing a mask? Joe, that's fucking not, tyranny. Yeah, not Joe Buck, but Joe the Buck is going to come prancing. <laughs> Joe the Buck. He's going to come prancing through like, I'm a big deer. I bet you can't kill me. Joe hey. the Buck comes in and says... Swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah, as to, like somebody lines up. At, does anybody <laughs> bow hunt anymore? Like, I think that's the only thing? like legitimate way to hunt. Yes, but also without all of the accoutrement of hunting. It's you and a bow and a deer. That's all it should be. There was a, a bow hunter in Oregon that got killed by the buck. Amen. Godspeed. This year, yeah. It, this, this pulls for you. He shot it and was tracking it. And the buck killed him with a gun. <laughs> It was Joe Buck. Oh, it's really embarrassing when I laugh at my own jokes. I, I think that was funny. <laughs> you can finish the story. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> oh, I, that, yeah, that was the story. I think the the I think he like returned to track it the next day and it gored him to death. Good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's hard to not hard to feel sorry for him. Yeah. So reverse retro jerseys are dumb. We don't buy them. Uh, well, so this has been it for. Episode 9 of the Handsome Hockey Podcast. Thank you for listening to the no people who are listening. We really appreciate you, nobody. <laughs> you know what? Well, we have to turn Rob into our single listener now. Yes. Like, and I think... You're not going to podcast with us? Fine. You get to listen to all of our shit. Listen to this. <laughs> Dick. I, and probably, he'd like probably give us like constructive really feedback. <laughs> but like six weeks after the fact. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, I finally got around to listening to the episode nine. Do we're on episode seventeen? <laughs> yeah, well, I just got around to listen to the episode nine. Fair enough. Well, wow. yeah, we joke, but really, we should say a thanks to Rob. For, yeah, that'd be good. That's a better way to end than for, how, how we were going to abruptly end. Rob, he's a dear friend to both of us, and he was. This started because I badgered Rob into recording a podcast on an iPhone. <laughs> 
and then <laughs> as like, all good things start yeah. and then we we didn't record again and then evan expressed interest and so like evan joined and rob was like okay yeah sure and so we kind of badgered him into doing it like eight more times and then he finally was like guys i hate this <laughs> i don't think he hated it it just became a little bit more too much like a little bit more than he wanted to do yes. and and you know moving and trying to figure out certain things in life he's got and, shit going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, at some point, Rob will come back, and we'll have him as a guest. And absolutely, he will. You will be like, why? Why did he leave and not you two? And <laughs> yeah. we'll end on a on a note of saying, like, well deserved. Thank you to Rob for for all the effort he put into kind of getting this off the ground. Yeah, the huge run. thank you. I mean, yeah. we've been kind of kicking this idea around verbally for a long time, years, and you know, he was sort of in, and and then yeah, you guys finally made it happen, and and you know, he he put in a, a decent amount of work to get here and record with us eight times eight t- yeah to put it in the hockey parlance he put in a good shift yeah definitely so and uh, thanks so thank, you. thank you rob and yeah we're gonna make you listen to this yeah and we'll see you all next time. take care